Welcome to Network Marketing Breakthroughs Podcast with Rob Sperry, where you will hear stories and strategies to help increase sales in your business. Let's level up your network marketing business with your host, Rob Sperry. All right, this should be a ton of fun. We've got Mr. Sean Whalen. You don't you probably don't even know this. Like you're pretty well known in my community. I went and shared that we were doing this and a bunch of people were like, "Oh, like I wonder if you guys ever were going to do one." And then a couple other people are like, "Oh my goodness, I love Sean." And then a couple of people I just went and watched a bunch of his stuff, which was fun to see, but um, this is what people don't know. How long have we known each other for? I was trying to figure it out before I went live. Dude, that's back in married days, what? 20, probably like 15 years. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, we went boating oh, yeah. probably 15 years ago. Because yeah, I remember right when I invited to your fight. I couldn't go to it. One of your fights. So that was like 15 years ago, right? Dude, I'm getting old, man. I'm getting old. The beard looks amazing, but it's just way more gray now. I mean, there's so much more gray in it. I just got a haircut because you're getting old. You're getting old, dude. Just so you know, like you're getting old as well. But you know, we're still handsome. I mean, look at us. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's crazy. That's been a that's a that's a long freaking time. Well, a lot of people haven't heard your story, and I know you've you've told it a million times, but I love how you talk about your mess is your message. And a lot of times people are like, yeah, cliches are cliches, cliches are cliches because they're timeless principles. And I love how for you, I mean, I don't know how you're going to, you want to articulate it. I know you're always a straight shooter, but I love how it was like, you just figured out, you know what, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. And once you started sharing that, it was like, you were more passionate. You connected with more people, blew up. I remember you telling me at Gold's Gym before it was Vasa, like a little bit you know, even more on, on your story and some of your huge goals. I mean, at that time, you're telling me this it's probably seven years ago. You're like, yeah, I want to run for president. I'm like, I love how bold and ballsy you always are. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Cause like, it's not cheesy and cliche. You know what I mean? Like pe- that's what they, people think it is cheesy and cliche, but the truth is if you understood like that, your mess really was your message. Like it would change the game. I don't care how, how far up the totem pole you are, how far down the totem pole you are. You know, there's so few people that understand this principle, that understand this reality. And so we're trying to fit everything into this narrative. Right. And I mean, if you haven't heard my story, I'll let you read my book, whatever, whatever. We'll, we'll get on to like deeper things and practical tools that you can use with this. But I mean, I was the dude who I, I was I was your typical entrepreneur. You know, I, I, I raised in a single parent home. Built, I mean, you know, you were part of that. Like, I'd show up with a brand new $150,000 ski boat and had the cars and the houses. And uh, did you ever stay in my Vegas house? You stayed in my Vegas house, didn't you? I didn't stay in your Vegas house, but I got to see your Cristo Provo house. Yeah, the girls, I know the girls always went down there and they used it all the time, but they, I don't know. It was like that success. I was successful by the world standards. And at the end of the day, I, I hated my life, man. It was just like I was doing everything to fit into this box. Like, this is what success looks like. This is what will bring you happiness. This is what will bring you joy. And it was totally ass backwards. And so I literally burned my entire world to the ground. I left my marriage. Um, I left my company that I had started. We're, we're doing $25 million a year. Uh, and for lack of better words, I stuck my head on my ass for a couple of years, like trying to figure out not like, hey, how do I make money? How do I be a good man? It was like, why, why the fuck am I even here? Like on this planet, like, why am I even here? 
Like, let's get down to the nitty gritty, like baseline, like what the hell am I even doing here? You know? And uh, I found some interesting things and I realized that pretty much every single thing that I had been taught since I was a little kid was a lie. Not that my parents wanted to lie to me. My parents didn't know any better. Not that, you know, the education system wanted to lie to me. It just didn't know any better. And so, you know, I went on this journey where I, I started really trying to figure myself out and, and figure out how to build a life that I liked, that I was excited about, not because it was what mom and dad said or what my ecclesiastical religious leader said or my family thinks or whatever, but it was like, dude, I've got one crack at this. Like, how do I build a life that I'm happy with, that I'm excited about? And um, it's interesting because I started sharing my truth. I started sharing what was inside of me. I mean, my, my mess literally has become my message. It's made me uh, a best-selling author. Uh, I mean, I've got almost a billion how, views. How many have you sold? Um, I don't know the exact number. I know there were just over half a million, 500,000 copies of my book. That's crazy. It's unheard of. Like most, most published uh, signed authors don't hit that number. And I self-published no marketing strategies, no, no uh, publishing company. I was a purely organic. Um, but it's because my book literally, it's, it's the same thing that I represent. It's the same thing I share. It's the same thing I teach with people. It's like I shared like my mess and my mess was me. It was like, here's what I really am. Here's who I really am. Here's what I struggle with. Here's like, it's all, it's just like opening the kimono, right? Where most people play the cards so close and they, they hide everything. We don't talk about sex, money, politics, religion, divorce, depression, bankruptcy. We don't talk about any of these things, right? In, in a public format on social media over Thanksgiving dinner with the family, we don't talk about any of this shit. Yet the truth is everyone is experiencing this stuff in one way, shape or another every day. We all know somebody that's depressed. We all know somebody who's going through a divorce. We all know somebody's in bankruptcy or struggling financially or has lost the business. We're dealing with all of this stuff, but yet we don't talk about anything. We just talk about the weather or the, the recent polls from Fox and CNN. And it's just like, I, I kind of took a different course and I did that for a long time. I played that game for a long time. Um, but then I decided to start doing my own thing and just sharing what was real to me. And it just exploded. It, it literally exploded. The very first video or the, the or very first post that ever went viral um, was about five years ago. And it was literally me talking about my divorce. And it was me talking about how angry I was, how dark it was, how hurt I was, um, how big of a dick I was. And I really like, I poured a lot out of there. And, and for the first time in my life, I didn't lie about it and pretend that it was something that it wasn't. And I didn't blame anybody. I was like, no, I was a dick. Like I knew the buttons to push on this woman and I pushed them all because I was angry because I was sad, which basically is pretty much like every freaking man on the planet that goes through a divorce, right? We're all dicks. Ladies goes for you too. <laughs> you push the buttons, but I just, I told the truth and it was like, that's not, it wasn't normal. You don't see that on your newsfeed, right? You, you see, you know, fat kids falling off skateboards and funny videos and rah, rah, rah motivation and all this other crap. And it was like, dude, what's this guy talking about? And it, and it exploded. I mean, millions and millions of people um, saw that post, shared it, commented on it. And what I, I learned two things from that very first experience. Um, number one, that millions of people resonated with me. Literally millions and millions and millions of people resonated. Like, I was like, dude, what the fuck are you guys liking this for? Like, I talked about how big of a jerk I was, how big of a dick I was. Like, I didn't put on, like, there's no filter. There's no fancy whatever. It's like, I literally just told everybody how dark I was, how much I struggled, how much was inside of me. And all these people like this. And they're like, yeah. And they're like, that's weird. But then I was like, 
wait a second, like they're all relating to this in one way or another. And it was like the vulnerability became literally the, the connection with people. And the second thing that I noticed is how much better I felt. Just I've just felt better. And I've noticed over the last couple of years as I've shared my 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 story, my mess uh, and everything else in between on social media. Every single time I, I share something, I feel better. It's almost like I've got this backpack, right? And all of these things that we think are so weird, these lies, these insecurities, these fears, we're like carrying around this backpack and they're all just rocks. And I was just like taking these rocks out and I was running faster and feeling better. And, and all of a sudden I'm like, fuck this. I just cut the straps and I was like, I'm, I'm out. Like I'm putting all the cards on the table, whether you like it or don't like it. And I felt better. So it was like, I kind of consider myself a smart fella. Well, if, if, if the equation to building a huge tribe of people and a huge business is becoming vulnerable and sharing everything. And the, the, the recipe for me feeling better is to share these things. Then why would I not do this? And I've just been on this, you know, insane journey the last five years and sharing more and more and more of my story and who I am and where I'm at. And it's like just radical connection with people all over the world. It's, it's really, it's really fascinating. Well, I, I remember having a good, chat with a, a friend of ours, Jerem, I'll say his name, Jerem. And uh, Jerem's like, Sean's always weird out. And what he meant by that is he's like, cause the dude's just gonna keep swinging. He's just gonna keep swinging and you do. And he's yeah. like, he's just, the world loves boldness. It makes people curious, it's contagious. The world has so many followers that they're looking for that leadership, but I, I mean, I know you know it is, but I don't even look at it anymore as, because I have people that ask me, they see that we're friends on social media, they're like, hey, is like, is this Sean dude, is he like the real deal? I'm like, oh, he's he's as real as it gets. And I think sometimes people wonder like, are you trying to cause controversy, cause controversy? And I look at it as like, no, just like you said, for you, when you double down and exactly, like think of all the things all of you think but you're too scared to say it because what everyone else will think. And Sean's telling me, no, like your vibe attracts your tribe. Why the crap are you trying to be someone else? It never works. It never fits. Well, well dude, I mean, look, I'll give you a very, I'll give you a perfect example of this. A very, very, very telling example. Um, two, and, and for those of you that are trying to be social influencers or want to blow up or want to build a tribe or whatever, there's two really, really, really large um, well-known social influencer couples that have both recently announced their divorce, one in the fitness space and one in the health and, or, or one in the, uh, the, the uh, self-help space. Big, 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 like Oprah, big, massive, selling out arenas, TV shows on nationally syndicated TV. I introduced one of them. <laughs> Two huge. And look, there's, I know, I know, I, I, I know one of the couples and I have nothing but pure love and respect for all of them but let's talk truth, truth, straight up. Like if it hurts your feelings, I really don't give a shit. This is truth. The truth is like both of these couples were like pissing rainbows and shitting Skittles. Their life was perfect. Like the filters were perfect. Everything was amazing. The kids were looking at the kids. They're perfect. Our, our dogs are perfect. Our, our beds always made it. Everything's just fucking great for like years. And all of a sudden, like, they dropped this nuclear bomb. And they're like, just kidding. For the last two years, our marriage has sucked. The wheels are falling off the bus. We're getting a divorce. And it was like, people were like, what did they just say? Like, are you serious? And here's my point. No judgment around that. I went through a divorce. I get it. 
but I did what they did. When everybody asked me, how you doing? I'm like, we're good. We're great. We're good. We're great. I was full of shit. I was drowning. Anyone? I want, I mean, when you think about this for two seconds, if you go and you read the comments on a lot of these posts that they've been sharing, people are like, dude, you let us down. You're out here. You're literally writing books about vulnerability and honesty and how to build a marriage. And for two fucking years, you've been lying to us. And your life, when you're on social media, it's very public, right? And what happens when you lie? Like you can lie and 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 lie, right? And then all of a sudden you get caught or something comes out and then no one believes you. No one will believe you. And what's interesting is I have found in my own life, like the more real I get, the more honest I get about being a father, about having a daughter, having sons, about being an entrepreneur, a business owner, a divorced man, dating again, building all this multiple businesses, making millions of dollars, like, the more I share this, like the more people are attracted to it, right? You might not, you, you, you might not like what I have to say, okay? You might not like the fact that I like Trump. You might not like the fact that I swear and I use potty words. I didn't even ask you if this was a G-rated show, but you get, really I don't give a shit. You only got one one mode. I know what we're getting. Whatever, whatever, right? Well, and you know me well enough, Rob, to know, I mean, I'm like this all the time. Like when I'm chilling in the hammock, I'm in like 100% chill in the hammock mode. It's like all in with everything that I'm doing. But the truth is like, as you looked at these couples, you're just like, dude, you're basically a fraud. Like you're two human beings and you're going through your shit. And I, and I empathize with that, but you're lying. You've literally built your entire life and business and written books off lying. You haven't been honest. You've been telling us to go do this work in our marriage, but you haven't been doing it. You've been telling us to go be raw and authentic and honest, but you've literally been lying for two years. And what's interesting is, when you think about that, like, as you now look at these people moving forward, anything they say, you're like, eh, eh, I don't really know. But like, when I come to the table and I share something, I don't do what I do and say what I say to rustle people's feathers or whatever. I don't really give a shit about your feathers either way. I don't care whether they're great, whether they're rustle. I don't really care. Like, this is me. Like, I've got one reality, one objective, one mission, and it's to just share me. And at the end of the day, whether it's sex, money, politics, religion, divorce, all of these topics, I'm going to go, I'm all in with me. And what I think, what I believe, what I feel is what I share. And I really don't care if you like it or don't, right? It's kind of like the saying when you, you want to apply this to business. When you try and sell everyone, you sell no one. And what these two couples have done is they've basically tried to tell the entire world what it's like to have build this amazing world and this amazing life and how to do all these other things. And now as you're looking at them, you're like, you're totally full of shit. So moving forward, I don't really care what you have to say. Now there'll be some people that'll be like, oh, they're going through the hard time and da, da, da. That's all fine and dandy, right? There's a sucker for everything. But I have found that I'm attracted to truth. I'm I want to follow people that are raw, that talk about, like, not, not just talking about how you present, like whether you're animated or you're up, whatever, whatever. But I want real, I, I mean, the world is starving for truth, man. The world is starving for truth, like literally starving. And here we are trying to figure out how to win the masses on social media by crafting some fancy pants, blah, blah, blah message. And it's all bullshit. And people can smell bullshit from a mile away. And then when you get exposed, if you will, like these couples, it's like, why didn't you just tell us the truth? Like both of these couples, it's really fascinating if you think about it. Every single couple, and you know this, Rob. I mean, you, you guys struggle. 
you have your ups, you have your downs, you have good days, you have bad days. You have times that you go through things and you get counselors or therapists or whatever it is. Like there's no perfect relationship out there. So the reality is if you share your own personal struggles, your mess, you actually relate more to people than if you just try and lie to them. More people will feel like they know you, they're connected to you than if you try and lie. And I think that's what I really love about the social media platform specifically is you might not like my politics, you might not like whatever, but at least you know where I stand. And you know that what I'm speaking is from my heart and it's true. You might not like it, I don't really care. Again, any platform, any, any topic, but at least you know I'm spitting my truth and I'm gonna stand behind what it is that I say, where I go, like what I do, because to me, it's like, dude, can you imagine that? Can you imagine building a huge, huge, huge audience, being on Oprah, having your books published all over the place, and literally being completely full of shit? Like, oh, yeah, just kidding. Our marriages, we're getting divorced, and it's been crappy for two years. Why, would, why have you been telling us all this other shit? Anyways. I mean, you, I mean, you just said it. It's like when I tell people all the time, I'm like – you don't get it when people talk. I get this story of when Janae and I first met and we had our first fight. And after I'm like, is this it? She's like, no, we have disagreements all the time. I joke around. I'm like, yeah, I may wear the pants, but she decides on the size, the color, the brand, the style, everything else as we go. Cause it's extremely strong personality, but it's like people don't understand. So they think, well, good relationship is perfect. And, they don't get, it's just not, it doesn't, it doesn't exist. If there is no conflict at all, right. you probably better worry. There's probably a boring relationship going on where you make sure they're not. Either that or they're completely full of shit, completely full of shit. And that was the thing that I, look, I, I don't want to harp on this, but it, I think it's a very, very, very powerful lesson for everybody watching for, you know, all of your people, your clients. I don't care what you're building, whether you're building an MLM, whether you're building a retail business, it doesn't matter. Like when you, when you look at that, like you, all of the credibility just goes out the window, you know? And that's the thing that I think is really, really, really important is it's like most of us have no problem forgiving someone that screws up. Right. If you look at this, even going further back, like David Letterman and Tiger Woods, you remember like how both of them got busted around the same time for cheating, like big time headline news, David Letterman gets busted. The day, the day that David Letterman gets busted the next night on his show, he just says, I screwed up. I fucked up. I lied to a lot of people. I deceived a lot of people. And guess what happened? Like people empathized with him. They felt for him. Like his ratings went up. People really liked that because he told them the truth. Where Tiger Woods was like, no, I didn't do anything. Bye. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. And then like he just got absolutely slaughtered by the media, by the you know court of public opinion. And it's fascinating because I, I truly think that like most people, they empathize with you even more more they connect with you even more when they know that you're willing to share the darkness when you're willing to share that it's not all sunshine and roses and and you have to be in a place where you're really good with that like you i got to a place where i just got tired of lying i, I got tired of putting on the face i got tired of like pretending all is well and it was like i just kind of threw my hands up and like no dude it's not i do get i mean i talk about it still today I, I struggle with you know dark thoughts and depression and that's real and it comes into my head and I have things and, you know, tools and strategies, but like trying to be this perfect influencer who never has dark days, who never struggles and any of this other stuff. It's like, it's all, it's all crap. Like, why not just give people truth, you know? Well, I mean, you even go in depth. I mean, 
people will learn more about your story and a lot of people have read your book. A lot haven't, but I mean, you even go so in depth to talk about suicide, which so many people are so scared to talk about. And especially, especially a lot of these macho men, right? Where they feel like it's just like, I can't talk about or anything like that. And I've seen you do several polls and how many people have considered it, bringing awareness to it, how many people have gone through or go through depression. And even when you have your bad days, like you share it, like just had some deep, dark thoughts, which I think sometimes people think, well, yeah, now Sean's reached even another level of success, almost a billion views between, you know, all the different platforms, but even still you share it. I mean, yeah, you've learned how to cope with it, but it's, it's reality. It's life. Yeah. I was, I was in Arizona two years ago, um, talking to a huge group of people. I think it was 600 people, six or 700 people there. Uh, and it was marketing. We were talking about social media strategies and marketing. And in the middle of it, it was like, when God talks to me, he, I just, I got to listen. Right. And he's like, okay, stop. You need to ask everybody this question. I'm like, oh shit, here we go. Anyways, we're talking about social media marketing. And I said, let me ask you guys a question. I said, and this is this huge amphitheater, right? And everybody's just like in this big bowl. And it was really cool. I said, how many of you ever thought about killing yourself? And it was like, like the, like the car crash, like everybody's watching in slow motion. Like what's Waylon going to say? Like he's the, the wheels are falling off the bus. I said, no, 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 stick with me for a second. I said, how many of you have ever thought about killing yourself? I'm not saying you're suicidal. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with you. I'm not saying there's anything crazy, but at some point in your life, like you thought about suicide in one way. And I'm not talking, it might not even have been dark, but it might've been like, you're driving down the freeway. Like, man, what would it be like if I just slammed my car into something like whatever it is, right? Most people like they shy away from that. And they're like, oh, I, I've never thought about that. And I sort of got, dude, I said, how many of you thought about this? I, I said, raise your hand. And I raised my hand and, and you could see people are kind of sheepish. And I'm like, no, think about it. Like for real, like this is a real, like real test. I'm going to sh- prove something to you right now about marketing, about growth, about building a tribe, about building a following. I said, raise your hand and do damn near every hand went up in that room. I mean, literally 99% of the hands went up in the room. And I said, I want you to look around. Mike, this is, we're talking about marketing. There's six, seven, six or 700 people in this room. And almost every single person has thought about, at some point in time in their life, suicide. I said, all right, put your hands down. And I said, let me ask you another question. I said, how many of you have ever told anybody about this? How many of you have ever publicly talked about this? Four people. Four out of six or 700. I said, that's the difference between the tribe builders that's the difference between the leaders. That's the difference between somebody who can own where they've been. Their mess becomes literally their message where they can stand in a place of power and certainty say, hell yeah, I've thought about that, knowing that everyone else in there has, but no one wants to talk about it. And this is the difference, I think, between me and a lot of other people is like, I realize most people have darkness. Most people struggle with depression. Most people have issues that they deal with. Label it whatever you want, whether you want to label it depression. I don't give a fuck what you label it. But most people struggle with this shit, but they're too damn scared to talk about it. Why? Because they think no one else does. No one knows how hard it is. No one knows how bad it is. Like people it's all the time. Sean, no one knows how bad my divorce is. And I'm like, I sure as shit do. You know what I mean? And that's what's fascinating about our culture and our society is like we, we built this false image around this perfection. And you introduce social media and filters and the whole thing. Oh, my God. The neighbors are just always happy and they're they're so beautiful and they're always in shape after all this other crap. And all of a sudden, oh boy, kills himself. And like, we didn't even know he was sad. Right. That's the difference, man. Is like when you're able to like legitimately live all of it, 
own all of it. Talk about all of it. You have no idea how relatable you become to people. You have no idea how many people around you in your tribe, in your immediate circle are dealing with similar things, but yet you don't talk about anything real. You talk about airy-fairy, fluffy bullcrap. And that's, I think, the real tipping point in influencers and people that are really connecting with large tribes of people is, is I can relate to that. Like I can relate to people that are struggling with suicide because I put a gun in my mouth one night. I almost killed myself. And people have told me for years, like, Sean, you can't, when you share these things, like, you, you know, whatever your business, and I, I coach very successful people. Like one aspect of my business is, is working one-on-one and coaching CEOs, COOs, business owners, entrepreneurs, seven, eight, eight figure earners. I got a guy flying in from tomorrow or flying in tomorrow for a private one-on-one day, wildly successful business man from California. And it's like, everybody's been telling me, if you keep sharing these things, you know, it's going to affect your business. I'm making a fuck ton of money from my business by sharing these things. And I have no bones talking about that. I don't have any, I don't give a crap. Like money's just money, right? You share your account. I don't really give a crap. I have people that invest six figures a year with me for one-on-one coaching. And I will tell you why. It's not because I have some mystical, magical, wismo, gizmo, ABC algorithm that I hand people. It's not because any sort of bullshit. It's because they know I'm all in. And most of my clients that come to me, most of the people that want to work with me, it's not about how do I scale my business? How do I grow my business? You're like, you're already a multimillionaire, bro. They're all coming to me saying, shit, dude, like I'm 40, 45 years old and I'm not living life. I'm where you were 10 years ago. I'm burning the candle at both ends. I'm a total liar. I hate my life. How do I, how do I literally like open my world up and start living life? And so it's fascinating how I've literally proven it all wrong. I've proven the fact that like you can share your light, your dark, you can share suicide, you can talk about depression, you can talk about addiction, you can talk about all of these things and actually make more money than if you don't. Yeah, but Sean, you're special. No, dude, no. I grew up in a single parent home. There's no silver spoon around me. You see my websites, it's all generic. It's simple, it's basic. I've just chosen to go down a path that brings me back to that very first post. The very first post that goes viral, and I remember it every single day as I, as I share and as I talk, like people resonate with truth. People want truth. People love truth. They're connected to it. They want, they need it. They're starving for it. If someone's starving, wouldn't you like to be the person with food? I'm, I mean, from a capitalistic standpoint, this whole group is starving. Hey, I got a dump truck full of food. Want to have lots of food? There you go. You now, it's, it's, it's a very, very, very simple mathematical equation, right? And the second thing, I felt better. I, I continue to feel better. My life gets better. My income goes up. I, my kids, my relationship with them, my relationship with, with the marketplace, just what I'm doing. It's like the deeper down this hole I go and the more I open up, the better I feel. It's like I'm a better father when I do this. I'm a better leader. Yet we're trying to fit inside of this small box and put the perfect filter on so that somebody will buy our wismos and gizmos and bullcrap. So, so many thoughts keep coming to my head. I mean, when you're talking about the dark side, I'm thinking about there's a reason besides the escape why so many people love Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, and Ozark. There's a reason why they love these shows when it shows part of the dark side where they feel like they can resonate with. When you talk about, you know, all these different things of sharing your message, your message, your message, 
I, I remember we went to lunch. Uh, it was probably, I don't know, who knows, six months ago, eight months ago. I don't even know time. And you were telling me different things, like we won't say what, but just different things that your kids were sharing with you. I love it. Like you're so, like when we say open, I mean like, Matt, you know this conversation that you're all listening right now. We're talking next, 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 next level openness. And I, I looking around, looking at the parents that it doesn't matter, it, it matters. But the biggest thing is, is the communication with their kids. When I look at the biggest indicator of success with kids. I've seen families that you and I know, it's like so rigid. They're doing everything you're supposed to with religion and church. And then they've got, you know, I'm doing this Monday night, I'm doing this and this and this, and kids completely screwed up. And I've seen other families, right? It's not to say it's because of that. It's not. But I've seen other families that aren't part of religion at all. And they have this structure as far as communication goes. And so it's not to say religion, good or bad. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the communication aspect, which you've been really good. And before I forget, I haven't even said this yet. We haven't announced this. Sean's going to be coming to the next mastermind here in Sundance, Utah. He lives real close. Maybe he'll just come up on, on your Harley, right? Have a little fun. Get up there. But yeah. that'll be that's going to be pretty, pretty epic at the master. We're going to have to have you come to you should Nevis is coming, I think, to Bora Bora. You should just come to Bora Bora as well. I'll hang Dude, out. What the fuck? Come on, bro. That's Bora ridiculous. Bora. <laughs> I'm in Bora Bora. I wanted to go there on my honeymoon, but I couldn't afford it. So I, I think I can afford it now. So let's go to Bora Bora. Yeah, dude, the communication, I'm in for both, by the way. I'm in for both. Wherever you, wherever, man. I, I like what you're doing. I love the tribe and I love, I, I really, I don't do a lot of speaking at all anymore. Um, I enjoy it, but I just have chosen to be very, very, very selective with where I speak and where I spend my time because there's a lot of places out there that are just like, you know, they're just peddling their crap and I don't I'm not in that game like I want to add as much value while I have breath in my lungs um but yeah the communication thing man it's like we think somehow that our kids aren't gonna you know that we're different right remember our, your parents tried to put you in a bubble and why because why because and it's just like I realize my kids are smart as shit man they're so smart they're so intuitive like they're so freaking smart and it's like, why would you lie to them? Why would you pretend that somehow they're isolated and we want to keep them safe and we want to blah, 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 blah. It's like, dude, like when I was growing up, I knew where all the kids in the neighborhood were by like whose, whose house like the bikes were in front of. We didn't have any of this shit. We didn't have any of this stuff, man. And you think about where kids are at now. And I just chose a, a number of years ago. Um, my daughter and I had a really cool experience where um, – you know, she grew up in a very religious household. Um, we raised her in the Mormon church. And, and, and after my divorce, it was like, I kind of went away from religion. I didn't curse the church. Oh, screw God. Like I'm, I'm more spiritual than I've ever been in my entire life. I just was like, I don't know if religion is the game for me. And I went on a quest. Like I'm, 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 it was never, this is right. This is wrong. It's like, I want more. Right. Like I want more. And so I'm always on this quest looking for deeper and it's, it's phenomenal. It's brilliant. It's beautiful. But anyways, I, long story short, we're camping one night and I'm drinking a beer and she's over here, you know, we're making s'mores and the whole thing. And she's like, dad, what are you drinking? I was like, Oh, it's just a dad drink, whatever. And it was funny because the next day we're out playing on the razors and she's looking for lizards and the whole thing. And she was super cold to me. She was 
12, 12 at the time, I think, 11 or 12. I said, babe, what's wrong? And she's like, nothing. And I said, I knew my daughter and I are very, very energetically connected. I said, babe, what's wrong? Like, tell me what's wrong. And she said, dad, I know you were drinking a beer last night. And I was like, okay. And she's like, I don't care if you drink a beer, dad, but I don't like that you lied to me about it. And I was like, <laughs> it's kind of like that. Bam. I mean, she just drop kicked me. Right. And I sat there and I looked at her and it was like, holy shit, this is my oldest child. This is my daughter. Right. And I looked at her and I said, honey, I apologize for that. And I said, you have my word. I will never lie to you again. And from that moment on, I just chose not to just not lie to my kids, but I chose to go all in with my kids. And I realized that if I want these children to experience the wholeness of life, to really become independent, like people ask me all the time, what's your legacy? What's, what's legacy? Legacy to me isn't about temporal shit. It's not about money. It's not about assets. It's not about anything. My legacy and my three kids like, I, I don't want to leave my kids anything. I hope that I burn through every dollar that I have, that I have, like, nothing when I die. Like, I got a gun collection, a couple race cars, and some cool shit. Like, I don't want to have anything. I want to empower my three kids to be able to build their own worlds, build their own legacies, build their own dreams, build their own fortunes, right? And so I just, I chose from that moment on, it was like, it's not that I won't, I, I just won't lie to them. It's, I'm going to be all in with my kids. And I think for me, that's probably been one of the best decisions that I ever made as a father. And there's a lot of people that critique the shit out of that. There's a lot of people that tell me, you know, you say this and you say that and you do this. And I go live with my kids all the time. And we just do Q and a and stuff like that. And how can you swear on your children? And how can you do this? And how can you do that? It's like, look, man, if you think somehow your kid is never going to touch the stove, you're an idiot. Why? Because we all touch the fucking stove. Mom and dad said, don't touch the stove. And what did we all do? We all touch the fucking stove. If you think somehow you're special and your kid's different and your kid's never going to touch the stove, you're an idiot. So I just decided, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to stand by my kids and I'm going to, I'm going to not just tell them how to live life, but I'm going to show them. And that's something I don't, I don't know if you ever saw that video I have on YouTube, but it was with me and my son with racing, you know, and I can tell my kids how to live. I can tell my kids how to dream. I can tell my kids all of these other things, but like, most people never, never live any of that. Like most dads that are trying to inspire their kids, like go chase your dreams. They work at a job they fucking hate. Like, you know what I mean? Like these marriages that are falling apart where people don't love each other and there's no connection. They're trying to like instill love and connection in their kids. And they're, they're watching their parents hate each other. And it's like, I just, I just chose like to go all in on me and to live my life. And I realized that the best thing that I can do for my children is to show them a dad who's happy, like really happy, not tell them how to be happy, not tell them what happiness looks like, feels like, but to legitimately have them see their dad happy, like to see their dad living his dreams. Like I'm living my dreams. I told you before we jumped on here, like I'm going to Texas this weekend to go race my race car and I'm bringing my boys with me. Right. And I've never been to Texas to race. I'm brand new to the sport. It's something that I've wanted to do. I bought a fucking race car. What did I know about it? Nothing. I hired coaches. I brought people on. And now I'm going to race in this huge race down in Texas, and I'm going to bring my boys with me. It's like I want, I want them to watch me living my dreams, not just talking about it, regurgitating it, pretending like they don't, they're never going to experience any of this. But, dude, 
show your kids. Don't just tell them, show them. And that's what, that's how I, that's how I choose to raise my kids. Now you're always all in and you've got that. You can tell your kids just really look up to you. And that's because you're straight up with them. I remember we had a conversation with my oldest son, who's 15 and we talked about everything, everything from what's going on right now in the world. And we've got family that is like completely divided on what they believe. And I'm like, look, I don't care what you believe. I'm like, ask questions. I'll tell you what I believe, but I'm like, I don't want you to think you have to believe just what I believe. Right. And I think he was like, he's heard it over and over again, but he was taken back. I'm like, what do you believe? What questions do you have? Let me tell you why I believe what I believe. Yeah. And it was the same thing. We had the same thing about a religious conversation. I'm like, here's what I believe. And this is why I believe it. Here are the principles. Whatever you want to believe, I love you. Yeah. And it's so important. I think so much we try to force people because we just feel like this is what we have to have. And we have to know all the answers and we got to be so specific and we got this rigid lifestyle. So do you know why most people do though? Just to, just to echo yeah, that oh. thought on that, I truly believe that it's because people don't know themselves. And, and most parents have not gone down the rabbit hole of understanding what they truly believe. And so they just regurgitate what, what they've heard. Right. And, and, and so when you stop and think about it, when, when kids become inquisitive, it's like parents don't, don't really know. Parents don't want to go down that path. So they just, well, this is what it is. This is why. This is how it's always been. I mean, think about this for a second. Like my father worked. He got up at 4 a.m. and he came home at 7 a.m. every day. And he worked a job that he hated. And he got, would come home and he'd get drunk every night. Like that was his life. But he was like encouraging me to follow my dreams and to chase my dreams and to go to the moon. You want to be an astronaut? Go be an astronaut. I'm like, well, why don't you go be an astronaut, dad? Like what happened to you kind of a thing, right? Somehow we think that, that we're going to tell our kids these things while we live shitty lives. We're going to like tell them how health is important while we're fat. We're going to like literally be broke as fuck tell our kids to go chase their dreams and they can have anything that they want while they watch their parents not live it. And I think that's something really, really, really pivotal happening right now is it's really sad that more parents and more people aren't understanding that this is literally what we're transferring to our children. Like if you're going to a job that you don't absolutely freaking love, like you're coming home in a bad mood and this and that and the other, and somehow you think your kids don't see that and are experiencing that you're wrong, you know? And, and I think the same conversation with, uh, like with religion, you were just talking about uh, my daughter can't so, have so many amazing experiences with my daughter. She came to the, to the house for the weekend. This is three, four years ago. Another mood. I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Long story short, I pull her aside. I'm like, babe, what's wrong? Dad, I'm confused. Okay. Mom says because you smoke cigars and you drink whiskey, that you're going to go to hell. Like, this is not approved. We can't do these things. And the church says, eh. and I was like, inside, I'm like, yes. Yes, here we go. Here we go. Right. And I sat down and had a three hour conversation with my daughter. It was without question one of the most beautiful conversations I've ever had with any human being. And we sat there. We just like knee to knee. We just sat Indian style on the floor. And I was just like, so what do you think? Like, what do you believe? Forget the books. We're not going to read anything. Like, how do you feel? Like, if God came down right now, what would happen? Like, would he say, Dad, you're a bad dad? Or would dad be an okay dad? What do you think? Dude, we had this like mind bending conversation and it was because I had gone down that path and I started asking myself these questions and I started exploring outside of the bubble that I was living in. I started realizing that like, you know, we can regurgitate the same thing, these kids over and over and over again. Don't touch stove. Don't touch stove. Don't touch stove. Don't touch stove. They're going to touch the stove. You know what I'm saying? Dude, we had one of the most ridiculously cool conversations 
literally, I swear to God, that I've had with any human being ever, just talking about God and like the connection and what she believes and, and what she doesn't know. She's like, I don't know. And I'm like, I don't know either. Yeah. I think I know. I've read the books. Like, this is what I, I think, but I don't know either. Which is okay. Dude, it was so, it was so rad. But I, I mean, bringing it all first full circle as a parent, there's nothing more beautiful to me than, than having these kinds of conversations with my kids and letting my kids see, showing my kids intentionally that like, this is life. Like they're watching me live life. You know what I'm saying? It's so freaking cool, man. Yeah. Well, the important thing as well is when you're raising your kids to be leaders and they know who they are, they've got to know who they are. And part of that is, like you said, they're going to touch the stove. They're going to go through different messes, different challenges, different things. It's just part of life. So tell us about meters. We've been meeting about this, talking about this for well over a year. I know we got chaos in the world right now, which I think is just going to set up for even a bigger, bigger, bigger launch. I know it's it's already partially launched, but yeah. I'm excited to hear more about it. Tell everybody what they need to know and hear about for meters. Well, with meters, I uh, I had an idea um, back in 2014. I wrote it down. I just said Tinder for businesses. And I like have a screenshot and we framed it and the whole thing was like the original idea. And and I realized that in social media, it's static. And, and, and we think that it's like fast paced and moving and in some ways it is, but in more ways, it's not. What I mean by that is somebody who's, I, I mean, I realized that the lifeblood of my businesses, of growth, of expansion, of sales is relationships, meeting new people, connecting, expanding, growing. And if you think about social media, sure, I can inbox 10,000 people in a day if I want to, but so can everybody else, right? And how many people that have been on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, just your, your, your inboxes are full of just shit. And eventually you just don't even care. You're like, this is just 99% rubbish. Right. And so I started looking at like, as I travel, like if I go to New York, I'll do a Facebook post to say, Hey, I'm coming to New York. Who's in New York and wants to get together coffee. Who wants to get together and just meet up. Right. And it's static because with the Facebook algorithms, less than 3% of your following actually sees each of your messages. Um, number one, but number two, Imagine if you're not as active as me, right? And you only check your social media every couple of days or something like that. Well, I've already I've already landed in New York, done my business, and I've gone home. And you're like, oh, shit, I missed you. Maybe next time, right? It's just this static with social media. So it's like, what, what, what would it look like to be able to build something where I could literally meet with people, entrepreneurs, business owners, any place, anytime, no matter what? And so I built an app called Meters. And what it literally allows you to do is you can be anywhere in the world and you turn on. And what it does is it shows you other people that are right around you now that want to meet. Not tomorrow, not next week. This isn't some scheduling. Hey, dude, let's connect next month. But it's like, I've got 30 minutes in between my meetings. Who wants to go get a cup of coffee? And if you're like me, I don't want to sit down with somebody for four or five, six hours. Like I can meet somebody in the line at Starbucks or checking into a hotel or sitting next to somebody on an airplane, right? And you strike up a conversation and you see that they got a, a hunting hat on. You're like, oh, you're a hunter. I'm a hunter. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Next thing you know, you're down this road and you're talking business and you swap information. Well, what if I could build something that was actually like that, but cause it on purpose? And so I built meters. And so literally meters is a geo-targeting app where I can be in New York and I can turn on and it will literally show me all of the people that are right around me. The same way that you sw- like swipe on Tinder, like swiping through people, 
Tinder's kind of a big picture, little information, because I don't really care about your information. I just care if you're hot. Where meters is is big information, small picture. And so it gives you three points of, of data. Uh, number one, what do you do? Number two, what do you like to do? And number three, what do you want? And so literally like anywhere in the world, this is like one of its entrepreneur rated it as the number one app for hustlers. So it literally, it's, it's an app that allows you to turn on and you could just literally click meet new people, meet cool people. I click on that and it will show me anybody around me that's live right now. And so you swipe through and you're like, oh, this Rob guy, he looks cool. He likes business. He likes network marketing and he likes freaking going to Montana. I like Montana too. And I literally send you a request and while you're on, it pings you and says, hey, Sean's three blocks away and he wants to meet with you right now. Then it pops you into a, uh, an SMS feature and you guys just, you take it from there. So it's, it's, a, it's entrepreneur rated as the number one business app for, for hustlers. Um, and it's the, the whole COVID thing put a ramper on with anybody. Like we're all locked in our houses and shit. So a face-to-face meeting app doesn't really work, but it's cool because it allowed allowed us to do a few other things with it. Um, but what's, we launched it last year, grew like crazy. Obviously, the COVID thing happened, so it slowed down quite a bit. But it's in the App Store. It's in uh, Google. Uh, it's available for Droids and, and the iPhone. And uh, we're getting ready to turn it back on like big time. But from you think about from like a, a, a network marketing space, right? Like what's the number one need what's the when you and i have talked leads. about the number one struggle it's leads once you hit your warm market you've already spammed everybody and inboxed everybody and hit all your neighbors to sell your freaking lotions and potions and whatever else who the fuck do you talk to right oh you just hit a social media post well imagine if you just turned on this app and you were constantly meeting new people building relationships finding out who they are I mean, you and i might meet and we might have nothing in common it's like oh you know whatever but you got to meet my cousin you know what I'm saying? When you think about relationships, specifically with business, it's all about connections. It's all about networking. And what Meters lets you do is literally meet with people instantaneously, no matter where you are in the world, for a 10-minute cup of coffee. You know what I mean? It's so freaking dope. I'm excited. I mean, literally, we it's been well over a year. Yeah. First started talking. It was probably a year and a half ago you first started talking about it. And it was like, okay, hey, now we're starting to release it a little bit. You know, all these big companies trying to buy you out. And you're like, no, I'm held, I'm holding strong. I'm holding strong right now, which is going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see how big of a comeback. Well, I appreciate your time. I know you're a crazy busy man. I, I love how much you protect your time and value your time. I know that my number one goal this year, guess what it is? Say no. I know that sounds weird. Say no. It's been my number one goal. I've, I got like, it's one of the most powerful things you can do, man. If you really honor yourself, respect yourself, if you want to make a ton of money, learn to say no. Tough to do, but it's so important. So Just I like appreciate you making time. Use your guests. You're welcome, dude. It's good to chat with you, man. We'll- appreciate everybody for tuning in, and we'll do it again, my man. Sounds good. Thanks, dude. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast. If you're loving the podcast, make sure you go smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the latest and greatest podcasts. And as always, please go leave a five-star rating review. And then the last thing I always want to mention to all that listen to podcasts is if you go to www.robsperry.com, I have tons of free content there to help you out to build your network marketing business.